This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. I am Iron Man. The suit and I are one. Marvel podcast, obviously. I'm Ronnie. My buddy Jay's with me. Greetings. And it's kind of funny, actually. Two episodes in a row now. Not heavily Marvel readers are my guests. Well, I've heard of Marvel. I've heard of it. <laughs> well, that's better than what Aaron did. So, I mean. No, I have read Marvel. Um, in fact. Were- yeah, I, I, both of you, both of you, I'm sure, well, I know for a fact, he read Marvel, like, when we were in high school, and then dropped out of it, and I'm assuming that you've read Marvel back in the day, too, right? Yes, I did. In fact, um, you know, as much as I go on about how much of a Batman fan I am, and how I've been reading Batman forever, and I have, I actually... Going back to early memories, I remember reading a Spider-Man comic book before I remember reading Batman. Interesting. Uh, now, the first comics I ever read were Archie yeah. comics. Um, and they were the ones – they like, these little uh, uh, anthologies. Mm-hmm. And they were small printed, about the same size as manga books are. Like the Reader Digest style ones? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause my mother would pick those up. They would be at the uh, grocery checkout. You know, the yeah. new rack they have at the grocery checkout, and she'd bring those home for me. Um, so that was like the first thing. Then I remember reading a, Mar- a Spider-Man comic book, and I have no idea where I got it. I'm pretty sure I didn't buy it. I'm pretty sure my parents didn't buy it, so I think somebody gave it to me. And I don't remember the plot at all, but I do remember the villain. Somebody called the Chameleon. The ca- somebody called the Chameleon. Yes. yes. Some character called the Chameleon. Yeah. Which I mispronounced, I think. I think I pronounced it as it's phonetically spelled which is like Shamleon or something like that <laughs> as, a, like, as a boy yeah 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 uh, since a kid yeah so that's it, all i remember I, I do distinctly remember that and like the earlier runs the chameleon was heavily into the spidey books there like he'd pop up all the time more so yeah. than anybody but i don't remember reading you know then it was just sporadic stuff here and there and of course at that age you didn't make any distinction, or I didn't, between Marvel and DC. It was just, it's a comic book. Yeah, right. Um, you know, it's Batman, it's Spider-Man, it's all the same. And same way with, uh, you know, the cartoons that were on those days, you know. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't distinguish. You didn't know. And there was certainly no, you know, 
this rivalry. It's like, oh, I only read Marvel. I only read DC. Uh, Marvel is bad. You didn't, none of that. You didn't care. It was just a, it was a damn comic book. And you enjoyed it. And you read it. And you moved on. Yep. But. So you have been for a while now DC heavy, right? Yes. So what was the turning point? Or was there ever a turning point where you just stopped Mar- reading Marvel altogether? Or was it something like budget-wise where you just phased it out and be like, ah, I want to keep, keep this, but i got to cut these? It, it wasn't that, because I was never regular on Marvel, especially as a kid. In fact, I was a kid. I was also not hmm. – um, you know, I didn't buy – Every month, the Batman that came out, or something, or whatever. It, you know, it. What got me, of course, tip tipped the scales toward DC was Batman. And of course, you have to, you know, understand. Mm-hmm. You know, my generation. I, you know, I was born in '61. The Batman TV show started in '66. Right. Now, I was barely five, I think, when it started, and I didn't watch it because my parents weren't letting me watch anything. It was on prime time TV <laughs> then, so I did. And, but the show ended in 68 mm-hmm. and almost immediately went into syndication. And local TV station in my town ran the Batman reruns every afternoon or weekday, every weekday afternoon, 4 o'clock or 4.30. I can't remember exactly. And, of course, by 68, 69, now I'm eight years old. I'm in school. And I'd run home from school, do whatever I needed to do to ride for school. And then I'm, I'm in front of the TV. Bam. Right. And of course, I didn't was way too young to understand the camp nature of the TV show. To me, it was just high drama of the finest kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, yeah, because you're you're a little kid. Yeah, I'm like an eight, nine years old. Yeah. So that was I mean, that was it. It was like Batman, Batman, Batman. And I started reading the comics and, you know, that was just that. Of course, that kind of led into Superman, which I also had known about. But, right. Um, a little bit into the. You know, I was never much into Flash, Green Lantern, uh, some Wonder Woman. It, it so it just that was kind of that was it. That was it more than anything. It wasn't anything financial or yeah. You know, not liking the characters or anything like that. But I, gotcha. I just sort of by the way the culture was and you know the coincidence of the time. That's what got me more DC centric. So, is there any big events or anything in the past that you've read? Uh, or I any don't recall. no okay i don't recall any specific events no okay so what because i know that you got a couple of current issues yes uh, so what made you want to dip your toes back into that water just curiosity okay um, you know listening to you and uh other people talk about it and then Aaron, and I figured, well, if Aaron can read Marvel, anybody can. So <laughs> Yes, the hater uh, of all things. Yeah, it's like if, if he can read it and enjoy it, and so, then there's got to be something to it. No, I just kind of – I actually tried a few titles. Um, I can't remember if it was 2015. I think it was late 2015 when Marvel did – they relaunched a boatload of titles. I think it was called All New, All Different Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried some things back then. I tried Daredevil. I tr- picked up the first couple, I think, when it was called Ultimate Spider-Man. I, I don't know. I'm forgetting all the – I can't keep up with all the Ultimate Spider-Mans, Extraordinary Spider-Man. Right. Left-handed <laughs> Spider-Man. I, you know, whatever. All these 
Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Um, I tried that one. I tried uh, what's the character name? Patsy Walker. Hellcat. Hellcat. Mm-hmm. Try that didn't last for a couple of years because that turned out to be really yikes. I don't know. The artwork was very manga-like, mm-hmm. um, and the story was I don't know. It just seemed more geared toward younger readers. Yeah, I it was kind of lightweight, and I just didn't get that much into it. Nothing wrong with the character in and of herself. I just that particular run didn't. So I you know, I tried four or five books along that line, stayed with them a few months, and then um, nothing really stuck. Nothing really stuck, and then of course we got into early 2016. That's when DC Rebirth. Yeah, was announced. So I kind of cleared the decks for all of that stuff. Cause I thought, okay, I'm going to be buying a truckload of that, so I'm not going to be buying a lot of other stuff. So. <laughs> but I just, I don't know, I picked up every few. Seems like every couple of years, I will try a few things, Marvel. And um, do you do you have the Marvel Unlimited app? I do. I just recently got it. Okay. Have uh, you have you read anything on there? Uh, a little bit. Okay. I um, started the. Oh, gosh. I forgot who the creator is. It was the last run of uh, Black Widow. Oh, the Gail Simone one? I don't know if it's Gail Simone. I can't remember who the hot creator is. The one that had the big, huge uh, controversy buzz about it? That one? It was it was the one that ended here just a few months ago. Oh. I think okay. it ran like 16, ran 16 issues. Okay. I don't know. I don't have my... I don't have my the Mockingbird, right? Not... Is that what you said? I'm only, I'm only a couple issues into it. Um, I don't know. I should have come prepared. I no, don't have that's my, fine. And I don't have my notebook <laughs> tablet with me. No, that's fine. So I can't bring it up. But but, um, but that's I, what you said, though, right? Mockingbird? Yeah. No, I didn't say that. I don't think what, so. What did you say? What you? What are you reading? Oh, the Black Widow. Black Widow. Oh, Black yeah, Widow. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not... Uh, dang it. Black Widow was... Uh, hang on. I'll be able to tell. Ah, oh, damn it. It was... Because it just wrapped up. Yeah, it was Mark Wade. Mark Wade, yes. Yeah. Sorry. When you said when you said that, I, I, I thought Mockingbird. So it didn't register with me at all. It was just the okay. whole dyslexia, me, I guess, not paying attention. But I don't know. There are some things I want to read. You know, things that people have told me about certain runs... That are very famous. I want to. I've never ever been able to get into X Men. Okay. But people say you got to read the Claremont X Men. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to read Frank Miller's run on Daredevil. Um, then a few years ago, I think there was a very well received Matt Fraction did Hawkeye. Yes, correct. It was well done. I've heard good things about that. I want to read that. Yeah. Uh, so you know, there's three or four things specific runs that are. People have talked about it as being exceptional yeah. that I would like to try out. So that's why I got unlimited. Now, were you were you able to get the year for cheap, or are you just doing the month by month? I got the whatever it was sale. Okay. Fifty nine dollars for a year or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which the regular year is like sixty nine dollars, yeah. or you can get the ninety nine dollars where you get all the cool stuff like the little. Yeah, statue or whatever. decoder ring or whatever. <laughs> now, uh, and a, an official Mary Marvel, whatever it is, membership card. I don't. <laughs> That's going back to the '60s. Now, there's only 17 issues of this, but I'm going to recommend it, and you can take it for what it's worth. 
Seventeen's fine. It's Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber's um, run, and it's called The Superior Foes of Spider-Man. And it's, okay. it's got uh, a Boomerang, who he's leading the Sinister Six now. So it's got Boomerang and Shocker and Speed Demon and Beetle. So basically, like, C, D-list Spidey villains. Boomerang? You mean the DC villain? The DC <laughs> no. Not Captain Boomerang. Not Captain Boomerang. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's basically like their story of being low-level criminals that Spider-Man always catches them and they can't catch a break and they're and they're not taken seriously and it's pretty it's it's not you know complex and layers upon layers. It's just a fun palate cleanser type read that that's really enjoyable. So Nick Spencer, you said? Yep, Nick Spencer and Steve Lieber. Steve Lieber. Steve Lieber that also did some Quantum and Woody work, is that correct? That's correct. I have a signed Quantum and Woody uh, book that Justin gave me for exactly. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, uh, I mean, you know, everybody always, like, recommends the heavy hitter type stuff, you know, the, the normal type stuff. But yeah. I was just wanted to throw that out there because it's kind of yeah. it's kind of it's lighthearted, you know. But it's it's kind of like the the fraction Hawkeye. It's kind of the same tone, right? I would say as to where like the fraction Hawkeye's kind of like um, comic veritas, or <laughs> <laughs> you know. And this this is kind of like the behind the scenes of. Like I said, the CD listers, the villains, and you know wh- what? What do they do after they get out? They bail themselves out of jail or whatever, and they go to the five and dime coffee shop down at the end of the street. You know that type of thing. Okay, I've got it written down. I'll try it. And everything doesn't have to be the classic stuff. I just I've heard so many good things about those particular runs that I mentioned. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know you really should try these. Yeah. Everybody says if if you've never liked X Men at all. You, you got to read Claremont's X-Men. Yeah. Yep. So, Which, I mean, that, that's a huge chunk right there. So. Right. Well, I know that uh, Miller was on Daredevil for a couple of hundred issues or something, or a hundred. I don't remember how long. Yeah. That was a long run, too. Yeah. I think but, my favorite Miller Daredevil was uh, the Born Again stuff. I think that's... I even bought that in, in, a, in a hardcover. I've got an old beat-up trade that somebody gave me maybe in paul it's a frank miller daredevil but i don't remember what what it's called it's stuck up in my bookshelf somewhere i haven't looked it up but anyway yep see so yeah, i mean plus i'm i'm also curious as going back and reading some of the very old stuff that they've yeah. got back there some of that maybe old uh submariner golden age stuff if yeah. it's out there yeah well it's definitely a, definitely on the app for sure that old fantastic four stuff and right yeah. But yes, uh, to, to go back to your original question, yes, I've picked up some titles here in the last month or so. And what, what, uh, which ones did you get? Okay, I got the new Thor, number one. Uh huh. And that's uh, Jason Aaron and DeMarco, right? I think so. Uh, Christian Ward is the artist. Cover artist is Mike Del Mundo. Okay, Del Mundo, okay. Yeah, I would pick the first one of this, and I, it just. Uh, Confused you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, number one, the artwork is not just all like engaging to me. Okay. 
But um, it was just very dense with a lot of references that I didn't know mm-hmm. right off the top of my head. And like, it took me a couple pages to find out, finally figure out, okay, Midgard is Earth. I got that. Okay, yeah. I figured that out. Right. Then it made reference to uh, the warlock's eye that he's trying to steal. So uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't know what it was either. Um, then it references this villain Juggernaut, whose actual real name is Kane Marco. Yes, yes. Don't know who that is. He's actually an X-Men villain. Okay. And he's like a way back, way back X-Men villain. But it makes sense if you're just now dipping your toes into this stuff. See, this is interesting to me. Because, like, you know, me, I know who Juggernaut is, obviously, because I read X-Men, right? Right. So, and, and for you to read it new, you know, I, I would have never... It, it's stuff I take for granted. Let's put it that way. Right. And it wouldn't have been so bad if it was just one or two, but this just it just kept on with all these... And it obviously was making references to the previous run of things I don't know about. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, like there was like, um, I couldn't tell with the art, but it's like it started out. Didn't he, he's only had, he's only got one arm. He's only one armed at the beginning of this issue. Yes. yes, that's correct. Cause he goes, you don't even have the right number of arms. And then he references a woman. Now I know that Jane Foster was the previous iteration of Thor. So I know that I got that much, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like I say, it, it's just all these names and references coming, you know, Sidorak. Like, what, okay, what's Sidorak? I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, that I can see where it's real. Then, you know, Screwbeard. I was like, okay, Screwbeard's <laughs> this person that's making all these faux hammers because he he's lost. Um, he's lost M- Milnar. Yeah. Milnar. And apparently all of Odin's armory has been destroyed and whatever happened in that previous Run that I don't know about. So. Uh-huh, right. And then who else? Uh, Heimdall. I was like, okay, there's another character name I don't know. Yeah. Um, because. Then Lady Solomon. Uh-huh. And but but to clarify, you haven't even seen Marvel movies, right? I've seen some, yeah. Have you seen Thor? I saw the first one. Okay. So Heimdall in the first one? Yeah. Is the bridge keeper. He, okay. He's um, what's his name? The black gentleman. Uh, okay. Albert or uh, Elbrus, right? Isn't that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I saw the first door. It's been a while back, and I only saw it once, so I don't okay. think I remembered a lot of it. Yeah. Well, no, I know. I mean, like I know Loki. I know that character. Um, yeah. Uh, but like I said, Lady Solomon. I was confused at uh, exactly who that is. Mm-hmm. It's just this was a. I thought it was just extremely dense first issue. It had a lot of references and stuff in there. It just had it had about half of those, I'd have I'd have been better off with it. Right. And quite frankly, if the artwork had been more engaging, I might. I don't know if I'm getting the second issue of this. I don't know. I haven't decided. <laughs> no, I understand. I totally. You know what? I totally get that. As because you are right. Like this was a whole bunch. You couldn't just pick this one up and not know what was going on. Right. right? Because yeah. Because when you when you told me you were getting this one, I was like, uh, I don't. I mean, maybe because I, I mean I know that you're you have comic knowledge, so you know the, you would know who some people are. You might not know who the whole, everybody is, but you know. Well, also, and Thor was never one that I read. Right. Uh, the only the only exposure I have to Thor in the comic in Marvel is the one film, and well, I, I saw the Avengers. He was in 
and the other films he's been in. Right. Avenger, but I haven't seen Ragnarok or wasn't there a th- wasn't this the third Thor film? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dark World was the second one. Okay, I, I haven't seen that one. I only saw the, the one, the first first one. Dark World. Um, speaking of, Christopher Eccleston plays the main villain. Oh. In it. I might have to see. And that. he hated that play that role as well. <laughs> <laughs> Has there been a role that Christopher Eccleston's ever done that he liked? I don't think. So. Uh, not lately. Yeah, but you hear him today. This is a side note. You hear him today, and he he, he goes on like you know. He's got mostly just fond memories of playing the doctor. Well, yeah. really? Yeah. It's not, that's not what you were saying <laughs> back in 2005 and 2006. Yeah, exactly. So maybe you've mellowed with age. But. What, um, so what intrigued you to pick up Thor number one? Uh, just Jason you. Aaron. Okay, okay. I respect him a hell of a lot as a creator. Yeah. You know, like Southern Bastards. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, well, well I'll, I'll tell you this. The Jane Foster Thor... Yeah. When you get time, which might not be hardly ever, but that is a run that you would enjoy as well. And that is at least the early parts of that are, are certainly on Unlimited by now, right? Oh, it's yeah. Six months. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the heavy chunk of that run is on Unlimited, I would say. All right. Okay. Except for maybe the last six or seven issues. Okay. Because because when, when that ends, then that's when this pretty much takes over or takes right. up. So I think there might have been one or two like one off or one shots in between there, but. But I mean that was no that was all that was it. Jason Aaron I was like because I know the guy is just phenomenal. So. Yeah. yeah. What was what was the other current one? Uh, the new Tony Stark Iron Man. The Dan Slot one. The Dan Slot one, yes. Yeah. What did you think about that one? Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Really? Because this is a character I, I have done. I have read some in the past. Iron Man. I saw all three of the the movies, so it's like I know I know more about this character. Okay. Than I do about Thor. Okay. And I've always liked Iron Man because he's sort of like he's Marvel's Bruce Wayne and Batman, sort of. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Yeah, he's a billionaire that can spend his money on gadgets. Yeah. And um, so I, I, I enjoyed it. I like the premise of it, of him, uh, you know, the beginning of it where he goes back 25 years where he's just a kid. And when they're doing the robot wars, doing the robot war soccer. <laughs> and yeah. then he you know, finds this guy 25 years later, which I didn't quite understand how, you know, Tony's like the smartest guy in the room. But this guy managed to come up with an idea that he didn't. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, I accept that. And then. You know, it was a it was a good first issue. Had an interesting story. Um, you yeah. know, again, I'm, I'm familiar with most of the characters, not all. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I just I I, well, I like the artwork. The artwork's pretty pretty well done. I thought. Yeah. Lero. I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I'm the butcher. Uh, <laughs> I'm the butcher of names. You know that. Well, the uh, Sheedy is what I'm gonna say it because right. the alternate pronunciation is uh, you know not good. Yeah. So, um, I thought it was pretty good. I don't know if this villain is a a long-time Marvel mm-hmm. villain. I don't know who this is. Yeah, he is. The Thinker. The Thinker, yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, which I could be, but I think he was a Fantastic Four villain, like, starting out. Okay. So, what? Um, why did you pick up this one? Just because you were more familiar and you liked 
Iron Man before. Yeah, because I enjoyed Iron Man, and it was a number one, and I'm like, okay, here's a kind of a starting point. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it made a couple of references, obviously, to stuff that's happened before. Like, towards the end, this is afterwards, Rhodey is talking to him. He says, you just got that brand new body, and you're already breaking it in. So I'm like, yeah. okay, that's a big, that's just, that's a big thing to drop in there just got this new body so yeah uh, who tony tony or, yeah tony yeah. Stark. yeah because he was dead for the longest time <laughs> but he was alive subconsciously with an ai like a hologram okay and so basically he put his mind in an ai hologram form and his body on like stasis until they can figure out like a cure for him or whatever Okay. Did you like that? That explains why I didn't understand it because characters dying and coming back to life, that never happens in Supergirl. (laughs) Never, ever. ever. Yeah. Weird, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you like the Fing Fang Foom? That, I liked it, but is that also a throwback to something? No. Well, I mean, besides like Voltron or Godzilla versus uh, that robot monster. Uh, That's the only thing I can think of. Because I had not come across that before, but it was obviously it read like you know something that readers, longtime Marvel readers or Iron Man readers would know what he's talking about. Right. Well, I didn't get the reference if there was one. So. Okay. I mean, Fing Fang Foom's been around forever, but not the actual Foom Buster armor. Right. And Joe Cat. No, this yeah, this was kind of playing in. I know by the third movie of the of the films, he's got. You know, all kinds of different armors, and th- yeah. each one's for a different purpose. So. Yeah, yeah. And that's his thing, is like, he's so brilliant that he wants to upgrade and upgrade and upgrade all the time, and nothing's ever ever good enough. Right. Uh, did you know Jocasta? Uh, no, did not. Okay. Because actually, she hasn't been around for a long time. But um, she is... Because in the comics, Tony made Ultron... And then Ultron turned evil. Right. And then uh, Joe Casta, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, and I'm sure people are yelling that they're in their cars right now. <laughs> me, if I if I'm not, but I I think Ultron made Joe Casta to show Tony that he wasn't special just by making an an AI because he could make one too. Okay, so Joe Casta is sort of like another Ultron. Jarvis. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would say so. All right. <clears throat> but yeah, I, ca- I I really enjoyed this too, really. I, I like the idea. I don't know how much the ending of it with him, you know, at Stark Unlimited doing the speech or whatever. Yeah, that seemed a little cheesy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know how much of the actual we are Iron Man that Tony actually believes because he's always been the arrogant yeah, I would say it doesn't. You know? It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit with the personality that I know of him, at least. Yeah. So, you know, is that his PR taking over and saying we are Iron Man? But then again, you know, it it, it is a cool, different aspect that we haven't seen yet for well for a while. But you know, death can change a person. So if he was dead, you know, maybe he reevaluated something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. We'll just have to see. Yeah. And this. Oh, this is the control. The Dan controller, not, not the thinker. Sorry. The controller. Yeah. Dan Slott has not previously written 
Iron Man, if I'm correct on this. Yes, you are correct. Because, uh, well, for the last ten and a half years, he's been writing Spider-Man. Right. So. I got that right because uh, Martin talked about it on CTT. So. Yeah. Yeah. He is, well, if you count Brian Michael Bendis' run on Ultimate Spider-Man and then proper Spider-Man. Yeah. Then Brian Michael Bendis has that the most years writing Spider-Man with, with like 18, I think. <clears throat> But it, there, it, you know, it depends on the schematics of the, of it. How do you want to break it down, right? Yes. Um, Slot is the longest writing Spider-Man writer on Amazing Spider-Man since like Stan Lee, I think. But, anyways. Interesting. And actually, but Bendis, Bendis is coming to DC though, isn't? If I'm correct, isn't that right? <laughs> well, I think he's already there. Oh, okay. I, I do believe that there's one or two Marvel books that um, come out like this week or last week or next week <laughs> that are still his, but yeah. Um, no. And no, I'm I'm actually wrong. I just looked it up. The controller what is an old Iron Man villain. Actually, he debuted in Iron Man number 12 in 1969. Wow. So... So those of you that were yelling at me in your car, I just corrected myself, so... Well, now now they're just they're still yelling. They're just about something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that um, actually I haven't seen the controller around for a while now. So um, that's cool that they brought him back. It seems like that's what Dance Slot's doing is like because the uh, the Bethany Gabe, the girl, right. the redheaded girl or lady, she's uh, old classic as well. Interesting. So, that hasn't been around for a while, so. <clears throat> so those, Very good. So I'm, you know, I'm probably I'm gonna keep keep with this one. I think at least a few more issues. Okay. See how it goes because I was intrigued enough by it, and you know, it seems fresh enough that you know I'm not gonna be bogged down by not knowing a lot of what's in the past. So. Right. Right. <sighs> Are those the two current ones that you got, or did you I got one more. more? I got one more. I got. Uh, issues 603 and 604 of Daredevil. Okay. What do you think about that? Um, interesting. If this is, uh, I don't know what else exactly was taking place in the past, but Matt Murnick is now interim mayor of New York City. Yep, yep. And um, some creature or villain, the Hand, is shows up early in this one. And then Elektra, who I'm, I'm familiar with Elektra. I okay. don't know a lot about her. The hand is the ninja group, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Yes. And they have the Foot Clan. <laughs> okay. No, I'm serious. No, I'm not. I'm not. The, <laughs> yeah. So. It's funny. So. I'm not so that's it's a play off of that. They got another ninja group, and it's called the Hand. So that's where that inspiration came from. Okay. That's interesting. No. I never would have made that connection. Well, T- TMNT has a whole lot of Daredevil connections, actually. Like right. a, in the first TMNT, um, it shows where a blind or a kid is saving an older guy. Yeah. And then you know that's how Daredevil becomes blind because you know the truck uh, crashes and um, ooze gets in his eyes or whatever and heightens his senses and loses one. Yeah. Well, well, then the then that ooze falls down into the sewer 
and changes them into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah, okay. All right, anyways, go back. You're good. So you got uh, 603 and 604, right? Yeah. So Charles Soule and Henderson and Mila? Okay. Mila, correct. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I was pretty intrigued by that. And this, again, the villain I'm not familiar with, the Beast, who looks like a cross between the Grinch and... The Vogons from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I'm trying to find... Oh, yes. Yes, he sure does. He looks like a Grinch that ate all of Christmas's feast <laughs> yes, exactly. in all of Whoville. Exactly. For several years. So. Yes. And then, I don't know what he does, but he starts to emit this gas, this green vapor. That's... He basically just belches, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't... Which fits the character pretty well, yeah, uh, yeah. basically. Yeah. It is starting to have something. I mean, it, it affects everywhere, but it particularly affects Matt Murdock with his heightened sense of smell. And then Father Jordan shows up, who's Matt Murdock's priest, which I didn't know Matt Murdock had a priest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then that goes into the second issue. Um, you know, I like this, too. I like it. I like I like Daredevil. He's another character. I'm particular. I don't know if it's because of my affinity for Batman, right? But I like the characters that don't have like real power, extremely powerful superpowers. That's yeah. probably why I could never get into the Green Lantern. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm thinking, if your goddamn ring is so powerful, why don't you just use it, to, you know, to vaporize whoever's enemy and be done with it? Right. So, but so, so that's why you know. So you got Batman and Bruce Wayne, you got Tony Stark, Iron Man, who you know relies on technology, and you got Daredevil, who yes, he has all these heightened senses, but he doesn't really have, you know, he can't fly. He doesn't have right. Uh, he doesn't have superhuman strength. Doesn't have strength or yeah. anything like that. So and he's blind for God's sake. Yeah, he's he's blind. <laughs> yeah. So I I really those kind of heroes, especially in superheroes, really appeal to me. Yeah. Probably I, more so. Uh, this, um, these two issues I, I enjoyed, but they weren't my favorite of Daredevil here lately. Like, well, I don't have anything else to go by. And well, yeah, I, I didn't think they were outstanding, but I thought they were, they were interesting enough. I'll probably keep reading. Yeah, which kind of makes sense because Blind Spot is like his his Robin, say. Right. If you didn't figure that out, which I'm sure you did. Kind of, yeah. But, um. When they encounter each other for the first time, which is several issues ago now, which would be on Marvel Unlimited, they um, they encounter an inhuman serial killer, which mm-hmm. uh, his name's The Muse, which he's like a street painter, and he's obsessed with painting. And it is just fascinating reading. Yeah, I got that from the splash page. Or the title yeah, page. the which, pre- previously in. You can tell me this. Um, okay. Does Marvel do this on every issue? Give the origin story synopsis for all their heroes. Uh, usually, it's like the previously in like little summary type thing. Well, I'm talking about you know both at the beginning of both of these issues. You know, very top. Here. Oh yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt Murdock was a kid. He lost his sight in an accident involving truck carrying radioactive chemicals. Uh, yeah, it, that's new because okay. I, I don't. I know it's in this issue, and then it's also in Iron Man, and it's also in Thor, I think. There's some kind of write-up, yeah. And it's also in Spider-Man, too. 
but it used to not be. Uh, so it's a fairly new thing. But, you know, it kind of, you know, Marvel's thing is to make every comic book like it's your first comic book. Right. So. And something else I was reminded of in reading these that I'd, I'd known, but I'd really forgotten it, was how New York City-centric Marvel is with their uh-huh. superheroes. Yeah. You know, Stark is in New York. Daredevil's in New York. Spider-Man's in New York. Um, yep. I don't know who all else. I guess everybody is. Yeah. Well, Avengers would, you know. The Avengers, of, yeah. Captain um, America. So I'd forgotten about how. How New York-centric. New York-centric. Or real-world type-ish. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe that's. But, I mean, it could still be real, real world, and some of them could be in Chicago, for crying out loud, or somewhere else. Well, yes, yeah, like, true. It's like everybody's true. in New York. Well, ironically, uh, Daredevil was moved out from from Hell's Kitchen, New York, to San Francisco there for a couple of issues. And to be honest with you, it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad they moved him back to New York. And I understand all this. This was all going back to the 60s when Stan Lee started writing all this stuff. And yeah. You know, that's, you know, everything was in New York then. All the comics were based in, you know, all the comic. Right. You know, the whole comic industry was coming out of New York then. Right. right. So, but, no, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to stay with these for a while. They're, they're interesting enough. So. I'm probably going to get the new Fantastic Four when it comes out. By Dan Slott. In fact, I know I have because I, I ordered it on my Cowabunga awesome. order form. So. Yes. Was there any other? Oh, was Fantastic Four the only other new Marvel that you picked up? I couldn't remember. I picked it up yet. I mean, well, I mean, it hasn't came out yet, but I mean that you right. ordered uh, that you saw, or was there? I think so. Let me look. Okay. Because I think maybe it was just Iron Man and Daredevil that I was surprised that you ordered again when I looked at that. Like you sent me the screenshot. To show me how the Calabunga oh, yeah. warning looks. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh, Jay's getting Marvel? What the heck? We got to talk about this. So, yeah. Um, I'll, I think I, I, I'll, I'll know I did. I know I ordered these two. Uh, I think I ordered Di- Iron Man, Daredevil, and uh, Fantastic Four. Okay. I think that was the only ones that really intrigued me. Yeah. Because I know Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley are taking over Spider-Man here soon. Spider-Man... I know right as a kid, it doesn't... Doesn't do it for you now? Doesn't do me too. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's the fact that I have a lot of... I live in a neighborhood with a lot of whiny, entitled teenagers. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, yeah. Not that Peter Parker's a whiny, entitled teenager, but, you know, I just... Yeah. You want the more adult-themed, not YA-ish type characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was it. Those are three I... I got there was a couple that looked kind of intriguing, but I decided not to not to pursue. Well, I'm having to kind of watch expenses here. Yep. Like everybody else is. So. Yep, I get it too. And I mean, being able to order at 35, 40% off from Cowabunga is nice, and that allows me to buy more than I would just going off a of 10%. Um, but yeah, that was it. I'm looking through my. Yeah. Oh, I almost ordered Punisher, but I backed off. I don't know why. The new run of Punisher? Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's because it's Matthew Rosenberg. I'm not just a huge fan of Matthew Rosenberg. Yeah. Even though five five miniature men walk into a bank was pretty... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even though it took two years to get five issues. Um, Captain America didn't really... 
appeal to me sounding yeah probably i'm i'm going through my uh previews oh i almost ordered moon knight yeah who's on that creative team or do you have uh, that right there max bemis oh yeah J- jason burrows on art Ooh, yeah cover this cover by becky clunan yeah i max bemis last couple of things that he's done uh, i've really enjoyed um this one i didn't quite understand the title of it the life of captain marvel okay it's a new is it, what is it Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel? Yeah, it's okay. uh, here's the write-up. It's a, issue number two was for this month, or it's, that's what's coming up. This is this is the June previews for books that have come out in August. Okay. So apparently this hasn't started yet. Okay. For years, Carol Danvers has been at the front lines protecting Earth and her fellow heroes from harm. Then one visit to her childhood ch- home changed everything. Now her brother's in a coma, and until he's safe, Captain Marvel is standing down. But while Carol may not be looking for any danger, it's looking for her. Yeah, because she's like public Stoll. enemy number one. Margaret Stoll. Huh. Um, Doctor Strange, I didn't... like. I started to read Doctor Strange when Kate started to re- do it. Uh-huh. And then they... Yanked him off of that. Yanked him off of that, so I'm like, screw that, I'm not going to... Yeah. ...invest any time. Um, Death of the Inhumans didn't appeal to me. Yeah. Uh, Ed Pisker on X-Men didn't appeal to me. None of this X stuff I found particularly engaging. Uh, but like I said, I've tried tried reading X-Men a couple of times in the past few in, years ago, and they never appealed to me. Um, Ant-Man just sounds silly. <laughs> and Deadpool, I got no time for. He just irritates me. I don't I know why. I get it. Um... I like humor, but it's just uh, everything I've seen of him is just one silly joke after another. So. Yeah, I get it. Although it's Cullen Bunn, and Cullen Bunn can do no wrong. Oh, that's the Deadpool invasion, isn't it? Assassin. Deadpool Assassins. Assassins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I haven't read it either. So. Yeah, Scotty Young. Scotty Young's taking over Daredevil proper. Uh, yeah. Or Deadpool proper. I mean, I said Daredevil because I'm looking yeah. at Daredevil. <coughs> and that's pretty much uh, none of the Star Wars stuff. No. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, that was just just three titles, uh, which yeah. is enough for now. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I mean, you got Marvel Unlimited, so yeah. there's other stuff there. Like Jason Aaron's run on Doctor Strange was pretty awesome. I thought. Yeah. Oh, I'll go back and read. So. Because I've got. You know, because I bought through for the whole year, so I've got a whole year before I can have to decide whether I want to keep going on unlimited. Yeah. So. yeah. And like but. for me, it's like uh, there for a while I was just paying month to month until the sale came for the year, right? right. But it ju- I justified it because it's $10 a month and I read more than $10 of comics a month. Well, yeah. Of I mean, if you're reading. If recent- you read two. I mean, I was gonna say that's, four, that's eight right there. Yeah, yeah. So if I can't, and you know how how I read, so I mean, three comics in a day is nothing, you know. Yeah. So. It's a, you know, I find my reading. I can read. I can read Marvel. I can read Batman stuff a lot quicker than I can a lot of indie work. Okay. And I think because I'm focused more on the artwork on. Indie stuff. I'm more, I'm more cognizant of it, and I think I pay attention to it more, and I dissect it more because it's, it's tends to vary quite a bit. Yeah. Whereas, you know, it, 
especially on the mainstream, uh, although it's, it has changed some for most of the last you know, 20 years. You know, the artwork for Marvel and DC has been pretty much, you know, every artist looks similar to the next one. So right. at least that's what I found. Yeah. This latest Thor kind of changed that. And I liked, I liked um, this artist Henderson on Daredevil. On Daredevil. This yeah. not, this is not quite your stereotypical. It's a little bit looser style. Yeah, I agree. Um, then what you get on a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. So that's it. All right. Well, if you, you got anything else? No, not really. That's pretty much meant for Marvel and me right now. Okay. Well, uh, on the old Twitter machine, I am at Rombar316. Jay is at... At Jay Forgets. And you can find him and Dennis on Best of the Rest podcast on their Legion where they talk exclusively about indie books. Except when we're talking DC and Marvel. <laughs> True, <laughs> yes. And making fun of all of us on the network. No, uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> and no we, we talk mostly indie books, but we're not... Yeah, uh, true. And I've been privileged enough to guest appear on there. Yes, and we're going to need you back, because we're kind of going through the rounds again. Okay. And you can find this show at Ultimate Marv Pod on the Twitter machine. And until next time. Every day, every day, we was on that block until we made a way, made a way, day to day. Man, that's the only way, only way. They gon' know my name until it fade away, fade away, fade away, fade away, fade away, fade away. They gon' know my name until it fade away, fade away, fade away. They gon' know my name until it fade away.